0: <laughs> what? Hey, <do> <laughs> I despise.
1: Right.
0: Walky slush. Minute, it pops. Just
2: sitting there. Pops. You know what walky slush is? No. <laughs> no. Let's keep it that way, baby. Let's <laughs> keep it that way. <laughs> but hi, everyone. <laughs> welcome back to the buckle bomb. It is I, Danny O'Ryan, <laughs> Primo. Yeah, welcome back. It's good to be back. All the cheerleaders. But yeah, the buckle bomb. Uh, got someone important here. But first, let's introduce the boys. Of
1: course, lovely co-hosts, you and I together. So I felix um equal level equal level we're all equal level felix, felix mass equality rogers here <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> and of course as Every always j amazing in the building and dub building because no one will let me leave we ain't letting him leave but we he's still outside of the house. locked him in last time yep actually inside actually. outside he's like in the airlock nobody so could really see inside. it but like my ankle was chained up to the table like I was here. That's how we do it at the book, Mom. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, <laughs> Ow. Papa Don. How you doing?
2: We have been trying to get this man to get on the podcast for so long. And he guilt trips me every time I tell him about it. Because I don't know when you're serious and when you're not. Pops, I'm always serious. I'm deadly serious. Always serious. Always not. <laughs> no, not you're serious. Not, but okay.
3: I'm I have, here.
2: We have it on record on the second Prince Adam episode that we did. Or I guess technically third. Well, it was the second Christmas episode or something like that, right?
1: What uh, season out here? I don't know.
2: We were yeah, like, I keep track, because he was like, "Who are you gonna get next?" He was like, "You should get Papa Don on." And we were like, "Oh, we got a surprise for you." We we're like, "Papa Don, next episode, next season, buckle bomb." And then t- it's, it's May, t- now it's t-
1: and now it's May. That's okay. But kudos, I'll See, give yeah, it. Came through. Oh,
2: yeah, I guess. I'll give you props, though, because you did remind me all the time, but I could never tell if you were being serious. So I'd be like, yeah, come on, Pops will have a chat. And then you would laugh at me, and I'd be like, uh-oh. And then I would laugh, and I think that made you go like, hey, he's not being serious. So it was like this weird, just like vicious cycle where we didn't know what was going on. But you're here now, Pops, and that's what matters. I'm here right here now. now. So Man, the myth legend.
3: Let me, uh, let me know what's going on. Tell me all about this. What do you, you want to know? Here, let's talk. Pop let's, it on. What do you want to know? You know what I want to know?
2: People want to know, why am I your favorite superstar? Today? Oh, <laughs> no. oh,
1: my
0: God. because I haven't started yet. <laughs>
1: I'm putting that. Bam. Oh, Jesus. Wow.
2: Because like I, have, <laughs> I
3: haven't found anyone better to replace you.
2: Hey, we, we take those, baby. Okay. <laughs> we take those. <laughs> we, we, take we don't all all probably take those. Take
3: those. <laughs> we'll take that one.
2: No, but, Pops, uh, I want to get to know first, what is it like being on the scene, the Texas scene, for so long? Like, how has it changed? How much has it changed? Oh, my God.
3: I just want to hear your stories. Everyone wants to hear your you stories. Wanna, you want to yeah. know how it's changed compared to when I was coming up and yeah. what I was doing compared to you guys. First of all, there was no thigh slapping in my time. <laughs> <My,
2: laughs> look at me in my eyes.
3: And when I look at you directly, when I say that, <laughs> um, you know, I don't mean to offend people, but there was no thigh slapping in my time. Jesus Christ. Um, I see the uh, the lack of uh, characters. Yeah. The lack of um, work ethic in the ring. Ooh. And I say that because a lot of people have told me, and I've always said this myself, but I kind of reinsure it when I hear it, is that crappy wrestling has become good wrestling.
2: Uh, You know, me being green in the business, I can agree because I have started watching a bunch of, indie, a lot more indie wrestling than what I was doing before I joined the school. And I can say there's not a lot of good wrestling out there.
3: No, there's not.
2: Yeah, It, it almost feels like it's a, not, I want to say a rare thing, but it's like, it's harder to come by good wrestling. Like the ratio of good wrestling to bad wrestling is not good.
0: Yeah, not, not what it should be. Yeah. Not what you'd hope it'd be.
3: No. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's gone down, and it hurts me to see it because there's guys out there who honestly believe in their mind, in their own little world that they're on top of the of the chain of command or the on top of the world and they think they are the mm-hmm. when really they're not. Yeah. When did you
2: when do you feel like that change happened? If you can put a time on it, if you can put a time on it. Or has it been like a real gradual, like you just saw it more and more and more as time went on? I wanna say probably from the tens. Really, uh-huh. 2010s? Yes. That's considered, like, the dark age of wrestling, too, isn't it? Like, the dark period for, like, really just, just well, I guess, yeah, just wrestling. You know I know that,
1: you know that was when, like, I'm sure that's, that, that's when, like, a lot of, like, I think a lot of more indies, like, started showing up around that time, too, so you mm-hmm. started getting, like, a, a quality versus quantity kind of thing, where just, yeah. like, everyone and their mother had an indie promotion, Yeah, it felt like, uh, so then it was, like, you just, I mean, you had to fill the card somehow, and you just... Pulled who you could, I guess. Take it works, yeah. yeah.
2: Did uh, Texas promotions kind of boom during that period? Like you saw more Texas promotions sprout up during that time? It or?
3: sprouted up when the Texas Secretary of State took the regulations off professional wrestling in Texas. There's regulations on it? There was. Oh, shit. I had to wrestle with a surety bond. I had to do stuff with the wrestling and get my license and do all that stuff back in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, so... When that came, when that was lifted, everyone and their mother could open a wrestling promotion now. And anybody who went to a wrestling school who couldn't cut it, you know, I always joke and say, "What's the best? The next best thing if you can't cut it in wrestling school? What's the next best thing? Is go open your own business." And that's what you saw.
2: Wow. Dang. I, do you feel like the independent scene is still feeling like ripples of that to this day? Of people oh, doing that.
3: It's it's the backlash of it. Yeah. And because, uh, back then you had guys who had to work very hard to get a spot because the competition was so well-rounded, so well-versed that if I wanted to be main event, I had to step up my game today. Shoot. I could just call the promoter and who we boys and put me main event. Ooh.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. With me being so green again, I, I do hear stories about that a lot. Um, so yeah, was there like it, that wasn't as prevalent as it was back then then, right? Like it wasn't what do you mean? Uh, of people being like, "Hey, I'm your boy, put me up there." It had to be like, nah, you "No, you got to be you couldn't you
3: it, you it, it didn't supply. you had to earn your spot back then Ooh. because of the regulations and the the way the rules and the laws were in Texas and how it, how it had to be. So promoters would lose money if they did something like that. They would lose money in the sense people wouldn't come. They wouldn't see crappy wrestling. And then it was obvious because when you were in the ring with someone who was more well-versed than you mm-hmm. and you could hurt somebody or hurt yourself or make the show look like crap. So, yeah, that was something where that was not looked upon. It was looked upon very bad. And today they don't care. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, being in class with you all the time, we definitely get preached that. Don't uh, don't spread crappy wrestling. Yeah. I can say um, not to kiss your ass here or anything. Mm. Okay. Uh, I mm. feel like the most... <laughs> the Well, the quality of wrestlers that I see, that I have seen come out of here, like, it's been pretty good. I feel like most of the guys that come out of AEW are, like, doing something with wrestling right now. At least,
3: right? I'm always criticized for how I teach and what I teach and how I teach it because a lot of... Th- it was funny because when George was teaching me and George had the school before then, for those of you who don't know, George de la Isla is the founder of AAPW. Mm-hmm. And when he had the school, everyone looked at George and thought, oh, um, he's old style. He's old ways. His, his ways don't exist or the ways are, are wrong. Why are we doing the same thing over and over again or whatnot? And then when I saw... That go on back then, as I look at it today, people look at my ways and they think, oh, that's very antiquated antiquated because here he is doing something that's – they don't do those things out there anymore. You don't see that stuff. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring this stuff back into you guys so that way you guys are well-versed out there. That way when the fans see you do different things, they're going to say, oh – I've seen 10 Canadian destroyers tonight. I want to see something different or I want to see something that I haven't seen in a while or something from old school times, or I want to see that because my, my thing is if I teach you those things, you remember those things, you become well-rounded and you're able to work anywhere. Does that make a difference if you're able to work here or Mexico or Japan? You can Mm -hmm. go anywhere you can with this, with all these moves I'm showing you.
2: I believe that too. Uh, you know, ever since I've started here, I've started watching wrestling a little bit differently. Um, I definitely feel jaded sometimes when I do see, and we always laugh about this in practice when you talk to me. But the whole flippity s word, I can't, I can't curse. You can curse, but I can't. Uh, the whole flippity stuff. It definitely gets jaded sometimes when you just see guys. It's like backflip, backflip, front flip, uh,
3: handspring, boom. Because that stuff today doesn't mean anything. How many times have you seen those matches where everything you see is that?
2: Yeah. And it's a it's prevalent too. It does get jaded, so it's it's a good um, breath of fresh air. If when you, you see put that in every places. match,
3: what is there left for me to see as a fan?
2: Nothing really. That's yeah. I guess that's when I've the jaded seen it all already.
3: In. What's the point? Why would I have to buy a ticket? I can just get watch that on YouTube. Yeah, chew that. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's a it's a very good breath of fresh air seeing what you teach, though, because then it's like, okay, this guy can do more than just one thing. Not to. Well, I guess we can drop names like people like Ricky Starks who have come from the school.
3: Ricky Starks was trained by
2: George at the mm-hmm. time
3: that I was not here. Yeah. But Ricky Starks was taught the same thing that I, that, teach, yeah, exactly. that I teach you yeah. guys because <laughs> that's what he was taught. He was taught the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's the like the same foundation he got, same foundation you guys are getting because mm-hmm. that's the same thing I teach. I teach the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, because you see what he does, and he doesn't do anything too flashy, but he's he's solid in the ring, and AEW saw that, and right. they're like, yeah, "Yeah, like you got a good foundation and good fundamentals, so let's let's pick you up." So that just goes to show that you don't need to do a six thirty centon to get seen or to get noticed. Like you can you can keep it simple as long as you do it good and you do it right, then I think you're good. Um, but on that topic of what you teach. What would you say you teach? Like, what kind of style of pro wrestling? I teach, teach? catches can professional
3: wrestling. Catches can, yeah. That's the most prevalent style of wrestling. That in- is the only style of professional wrestling. Oh. Okay. And if it's taught correctly, um, if it's taught correctly, then that's the kind that's used all over the world. It's a foundation mm-hmm. of wrestling in Japan or wrestling in Mexico because it's the basis of this. It might be different in the sense of sides and ways but everything is the same thing
2: so just just to uh break it down for some people who may not be
3: well versed in wrestling terminology can you break down what catches can is it's just a form of style of wrestling that we have that's that's just i mean i really can't break it down for you more because it's just uh it's just like you wouldn't say it's like groundwork and like grappling and you wouldn't say that you're putting me on the spot because i don't i've been teaching this thing for so long and it was taught to me that this was what I was in, teaching. Yeah, and so I didn't question it. I didn't ask. I didn't sit here and say, "Well, break it down for me." I didn't do that. I just, I just didn't question my elders it's just at ingrained. that time. It's just it's ingrained. It's just ingrained. It's
1: not. It's not so much necessarily like a flavor or of wrestling as much as it is just kind of like the general term for what uh, really I guess the American style of, of wrestling is like the, the pure base of wrestling that everything else is just built off of.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you know of any wrestlers that you see a lot of catches? Cannon. Like, that have a good base of it? All of you guys. Yeah. Oh. Heartwarming moment. <laughs>
0: you're really,
2: you're your really busting out the, the, the soundboard this time but around. That's what I was going to get to, though. Like, even uh, the people I train with, like, you know, I'd say that you put out a very good training program compared to what I have seen from other people that I may have worked with okay. in the past. So, I, what I'm trying to say is I appreciate what you put out because... I couldn't imagine walking into a school and they're just going, Hey, go run the ropes. My first day I'd be like, obviously, you know, the giddiness in me, like, yeah, I'm going to go do it. Cause you know, I, that's what I think everyone wants to do when they come into a wrestling school. They're like, let me get in there, run the ropes. And then you get in the ropes and you fall down. And you trip fall over through yourself. Yeah. And you Fall over. You fall and you, well, I've seen it here. I've yes. seen it here because mm-hmm. people are too giddy and they, they rush through the basics. Yep. Uh, as good old Keanu raises his hand in the corner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that you teach fundamentals and techniques because just to kind of say what we do here, uh you guys break it down on the very like minute level where it's like footwork, foot placement, ring placement, timing, like all that. Where I, you know, I hear stories about other people from other schools where they're like, "No, we just do that, that, that." And it's like, right. "Wow, they don't really pay attention to the small
3: details." No, because the small details is what makes makes what, it's it's, what, it's what's going to make you a better wrestler. Mm. Uh, I can I can give you a diamond in a chunk of coal and put on a ring and say, here's a diamond ring. Yeah. But if I break the coal off and I polish the diamond and give it to you, then you'll like that diamond ring a lot better than the other diamond ring, won't you? Have you used that analogy before no, with other No, I just popped no? in my head.
2: Okay, I was going to say, because I've had some people at the school, some old graduates where I, um when I was doing production only, mm-hmm. I'd be talking about wanting to train, they're like, we're going to make a diamond out of you. Yeah. Right now, that's you're just a piece of yeah. coal. Well, like, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. it's, 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 true, it's true because it's Sounds the best... Cool. It's the best analogy to use because all you guys coming to me, especially when you have no experience in this business, you don't know what the hell you're doing, you come coming in here, you're all just a bunch of chunk of coals, all of you, and I have to train you from the beginning to get you going up there. Mm-hmm. And as difficult as it may be and hard that you're not used to placing your foot this way and putting your yeah. arm this way or moving your body this way, it's a way of just – it's going to take time, it's going to take patience, and you're going to get it. And when you do, you're going to be like, oh, the little light in your head is going to take – it's going to – Mm-hmm. Turn on is like, oh, now I know what he means. Yeah.
2: Makes it, sense. Yeah, it takes some time. Jacob, you can probably reflect on that, good old Felix, yeah. about what it's like coming in and then, because you've been here, what, three, four months? Four months now. Four months? Four, four months, yeah. Yeah, like I bet you feel a stark difference in where you were when you first started to now.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, there's definitely like, uh, um you know, there there a lot of the really, really simple stuff is like slowly kind of becoming like. You know muscle memory in a way yeah it just because like when you do go in you first you know you you do a roll or you take a bump or you run a rope it's super awkward and you know I'm still still do things uh, a little awkwardly from time to time do you feel like you ever
2: hit a point uh, after well yeah actually I want to talk about your training how your training started what was that like for you back then let me think
3: summer of 1995 where were you not even thought of yet. <laughs> Twinkle Any- in the eye. Yeah. Yeah, Give go. me another 12 months and I'll okay. go. <laughs> so all three of you were in your dad's bag. Okay. Uh, let's see. Summer of 95, I saw George on a TV show. And at that time in my life, I was going through a lot of s***. Oh, sorry. I cussed. You can cuss. Um, we, we can. Okay. Um, There's a guy for that. And, um... <laughs> I called up George, and I asked him, I wanted to be a pro wrestler, and he said, come see me on, at the Givens Recreation Center on East 12th Street in downtown Austin. You know that is? I have no idea where that okay, is. Okay, what's still there? <laughs> uh, I walked in, and there were seven guys there with us to that day, mm-hmm. and I remember when George got a hold of all seven of us, it was a ring, and the padding had the four poles on the floor. And the ropes drooped down, so it wasn't really a real ring, per yeah, se, because it was used as boxing, too. Oh, oh. Okay. And But the padding on the bottom was a two-and-a-half-inch padding, or square padding is what we had in there. Yeah. And uh, I want to say the ring was probably a 10 by 10 by 10. Jeez. Oh, so this is a baby
1: ring. Yes. Good
3: God. On the floor. On the floor.
1: Gotcha. there was no... No,
3: nothing. nothing.
1: No no risers to it.
2: So
3: George got us in there, started training us. Um, The first day, he beat my ass. And I went home that night thinking, what the hell did I get myself into? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: The next day, I could barely move. Every part of my body hurt.
2: Were you an athlete before that?
3: I had been an athlete in high school. Yeah. But we're talking seven years because I was already okay. out of high school already. I was 25 when that happened. Um, The next day, it was on Monday. On Wednesday, I came back, and there was only four of us left. Oh, shoot. The other three had quit. Mm-hmm. So George did it again. And as much as I wanted to cry and wanted to – I mean, I was – I went to GNC and bought amino acids because I wanted to go against the – Um. The soreness that I was going through. And I had class again. I didn't want to go, but I couldn't quit. I was like, I'm not going to quit. I can't quit. I'm not going to. And so I got there and again, another ass whooping again. Then came Friday. Only two of us walked in. And it was me and this other guy. And we went to the same routine again. And uh, come at that time... um, that weekend, I had to ponder. I had to sit there and think. I was like, man, these guys are quitting. I'm the only one that came back all week. I'm dying. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Do, I mean, what the hell am I? Why? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Come Monday, I was the only one that walked in the door. And George started training me in wrestling after that. Wow.
2: So what, was he just like thinning the herd to see who would really stay? Before I believe he
3: that's what he was doing because a lot of the exercises, it was mostly all exercises and very few wrestling stuff. He was showing us. He wasn't showing us any wrestling. He was showing us all. It was all more stretch stuff moves yeah. of how to, um, you know, and calisthenics with isometric workouts. And, yeah, it was very, very rigorous for me back then. And um, that if I brought that back today, Half, half, half of you wouldn't be here. <laughs> I was just about to say,
0: like you, you really hear a lot about that with people being trained from you know old school guys, and then mm-hmm. even before that, uh, it, it's very like you said, you know, thinning the herd. Uh, just if you can, if you can take this, right, then then you can but you as you but as room. you
3: see that what we got now how many times have you seen a beginner class and it yeah. thins out by itself I can yeah. say
2: this from personal experience it's crazy because you guys say it to every single beginner class you guys are always like look around because these people are not gonna some of these people are not gonna be here
3: so little by little I'm throwing in that stuff in there to you guys without even realizing that you're getting it and I'm mm-hmm. throwing it in there to see how far I can push you
2: yeah I started with I think like 10 people <clears throat> or 11 people. And now it's just me and uh, a little 13-year-old boy. <laughs> We're the last ones left of our class. It is yep. insane how true that is. Some people just aren't cut
3: out for it, man. No, because a lot of people are busy watching it on TV thinking, ooh, ah, look what they're doing. And I want to do that when I grow up. I, wanna, I, I can see myself, and that's a dream I have. I hear the same, you know, I talk to everyone the same way. Yeah. I ask everyone's idea. I, I need to tell me what you want, what you're looking for, and I'm going to tell you how to achieve it. Because then in the interview that I do with you, that tells me a lot. I ask a lot of questions. My question I ask is, what kind of athletic background do you have? I, yeah. Do you remember I've asked questions. you that question? Yeah, yep. I remember these questions. So <laughs> when, I have some, when I have someone ask, and the reason I ask that question, <clears throat> if someone tells me I play football, I played wrestling, I did this, I did that, when I hear those sports, that then tells me then you have some type of a coordination, yep. you have some type of, work ethic and ability to move with a group or work as a as a team because we what well, we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that tells me that you are also aware of what's gonna take to get to where you need to get. So you, you are aware of the hard work. But every now and then I have people who come me that tells me, nope, I was a band player. I was a theater major. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not knocking those. Sometimes those are hit and miss because yeah. sometimes those guys will catch it. And other times, it takes a long time mm-hmm. for them to catch it. Yeah, because one, they're they're not coordinated. I have to get you coordinated, and that's harder for me. It takes longer for me to train you because here I have to show you how to make those steps accordingly to you, who would be natural because you already know how to. Yeah,
2: run and those. That's steps. A, yeah, because that stuff like that, it yeah. takes years. I feel you know. I've been playing football and basketball and all that since I was like like up ten. Like eight years old. And then yeah, that would be insane for to try to teach someone to be coordinated in uh, like a I, year. But I've taught you. That. You've done it. Yeah. Done yeah it. I, just to shout out someone, Ollie Summers. Okay. That dude is a theater major to the to the core. <laughs> that dude is I'll, a theater I'll, kid. I'll
3: throw out one right now who I haven't seen in a while. He's been gone. But Rob the Builder was very talented when he yeah. was here. Mm-hmm. He was somebody who was a band person and he did he had two left feet. Yeah. <laughs> and he was <coughs> Very, very, very good at the level. If you would have kept going, but it didn't. Was in the cards for him, I guess.
2: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Keep going about what you do here, because like you know the whole athlete thing and uh, your training. Well, as well. Th-
3: that's that's what I do. So I do the athlete. I do check. I check that out, Um and then of course I I give you the the message of your your body and your mind will start telling you the difference between. um after your workouts and your soreness and your this and you're bumping and you're hitting the back of your head and you're like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I could rather be home watching wrestling on TV and and eating a sandwich on my bed or whatnot. So um, i much rather get that information from you to push you to see, okay, it, are you going to be cut out to do this, cut out to do this? Usually by the first month or two, I know who's going to fall off.
2: Yeah. It's, it's easy to tell sometimes, as sad as that is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people have the – I guess one, I, for lack of better words, shout out to edge, grit to do it, or the determination. You can tell in some people, like you can see the kind of hurt in their eyes sometimes mm-hmm. when they're they're going through things. There were some people in my class that kept hitting their heads, and I was like, God, man, they're they are not going to last long. They ended up not lasting right that much longer after that. But yeah, uh, yeah, keep going on your training. About you getting getting beat up. And okay, then so so back. at that
3: time, um, I got into training. I. I was training from July, no, June, and I debuted my first wrestling match in September of 95.
2: Dang. Okay, fast learner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me. Took me what? Five months, four months? So
3: when Let's I push. took my we're first bump in a real <laughs> professional wrestling ring, to me that felt like a f***ing <laughs> waterbed. Yeah. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, that's right because you said you were on the floor for a while, yeah. I was on the mat. God.
3: And I was taking backdrops on a mat. Mm. So my first match was under a mask. I jobbed for somebody mm-hmm. because one of the guys didn't show up. And in the main event, they put me They did not. I jobbed out. Um, I came back in the semi-main or middle of the card part. Um, I Growing up, there was a manager that I very much – Love to watch, and I wanted to put myself after him. Yeah. If I give you a name, you might mind, not know who this is, but I'm gonna tell you. Ready? Okay. Playboy Gary Hart.
2: Playboy Gary Hart. Okay.
3: Look him up. Okay. Uh Playboy Gary Hart was the man that I was raised watching in the '70s, early '80s, as a kid, and I wanted to be like Playboy Gary Hart. <clears throat> so my first match I remember was um interfering in a match um with my cane because my gimmick was a mafia hitman type oh, gimmick. That. Yeah. Um I came in the ring and threw uh Bobo Bronson, What his name was rest his soul, he's passed away now he died of diabetes. Uh, I remember throwing him the ropes. He came flying off the rope and I caught him in the forehead with the with the edge of the cane and busted him open. The hard way? Uh, you yeah, you could say um, probably <laughs> so. Um, uh, let's just say the amount of blood that was spilled that night was not pretty. God, okay, uh, sounds like a pop it on story. And so that was my first introduction into my character here in Austin. Uh, did more shows after that. Um, was still training with George at the Give It Direct Center because I didn't have a ring to work out in. Mm-hmm. So every chance I got, there was a show. I jumped at it because nice. I wanted to get in the ring because that ring yeah. fucking felt like a waterbed to me. You know, I was model soft. Yeah. I could bump all night without a problem. And um, I did that, worked on plenty of shows, worked a lot of guys. Um, so watching that night, I remember watching a guy by the name of Tarzan Taylor who was the biggest star of the Austin area at the time. And Tarzan would come out, big old muscle guy he come out with his uh spandex of his zebra spandex and muscle guy with the sunglasses and fans loved Brad. him okay fans loved him but his matches were always the same yeah his matches were 5 minutes work the arm yeah <laughs> and then everybody comes in and start and breaks the whole fight up you know why it had happened because it worked because he was blown up at 5 minutes oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you the truth so i looked at myself i said you're kidding me. Yeah. This is the main event. <laughs> Every time this is the main event, I can do better than this. Yeah. And sure enough. So the time went on. The feud with me and Bobo got bigger. And, of course, that uh, in a matter of two months, uh, me and Bobo were main event uh, that night. Nice. He and I were main event. Um, I bust him open again. Did um, you pay him just, work for it? Uh, yeah. You, He was... Let me give you the story about Bobo Bronson, right? Here we go. He and I had a love-hate relationship in the ring. Okay. He was a big guy. And I wasn't as big back then Mm -hmm. because I was just coming in. But I wasn't scared of him either. Yeah. Okay? And I made it very clear to him, you don't scare me. Okay? I'll work you professional. I'm professional with you. Yeah. So... We did our match. We did our thing. We did everything in that night. And it was, it was a hard one because I remember one time he I, get, I did a second rope, did a splash on the second rope on it onto him. He put his legs up, like his knees, to block the, the, the thing, like to catch me in my gut. Yeah. And right when I came down, he didn't tell me he was going to do that. So when I came on his knee, I hyperextended both his knees. Oh. So his knees were hurting for a while. Yeah. So he was kind of the, out of the thing for a while. And I think it kind of took him out of the business for a little bit. Until probably back in late er, 2000 that I saw him again. Yeah. And we worked the show in Rockdale, Texas. And George had invited Bobo to come back. Uh Uh-oh. And I knew he was coming back for... I knew he was coming back. (laughs) Okay. And I said, okay, bring it. Let's go. Yeah. So that night... We had our match, we had our show, everything. And the main event that evening in Rockdale, we had a packed house. We had around 1,000 people in that place. It was packed. At the, it was at the Knights of Columbus Hall right there in Rockdale, Texas. Right as, right as soon as you pass Rockdale, outside of town on the left, the Knights of Columbus is right next to the uh, uh, Saragossa Pavilion, which is still there to this day. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the main event that night was an extreme hardcore battle royal.
2: Nice. That's a lot of big words, man. Yes. (laughs) Oh,
3: God. So, Mr. Bronson took it upon himself to get a beer can or a can. Okay. Rip it open and use that as his weapon. What the? (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Bronson took it upon himself to do that. And so, people were bleeding in the ring the hard way.
2: Oh, dude. Taking notes. No, you no, you should not.
3: I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> he got a hold of me, but I was already bleeding from the match previously because I was in the match earlier, and I was already busted open already. Yeah. And I had a thing around my head. So he opened me up again with the can because he was opening other guys up with the can. God. So one of the guys who I think y'all saw a guy a while back come in named Freight Train. Yeah, I mean okay. Freight Train. Mm-hmm. Freight train, was, train. Freight train was my student that time, uh-huh. and Freight Train saw what was going on. Freight Train got Bobo, because Freight Train was bigger. Yeah, Freight Train is a big man. Okay. Freight <laughs> Train grabbed him and threw Bobo out of the top rope the hard way. Oh, oh, wow. Wait, how big was Bobo again? Bobo was probably around 6'1", 6'2", around 300 pounds.
2: That's not no small guy. Okay. Hey, but Freight but Train is big. Freight, Freight Train
3: people. was 6'7", around yeah, almost 3', almost 4'. He was, he was bigger. Yeah, he was
2: big. He came in uh, like a month ago. It was, it's a funny story because he came in and you know you've taught us to always shake hands with people when they mm-hmm. come into the school. So when up, I, I was like, "Hey, Isaiah," and he was like, "Free train." And I was like, Shit, "All right, my bad, bro. Damn, let me step back."
3: <laughs> He's an old schooler, so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He threw him out of the ring. Um, I quickly got out of the ring. I didn't finish the match that night because I was f-ing pissed. Yeah, and right after I saw what he was doing to other people. Mm-hmm. And I went back in the back with him, and I said, hey, dude, if you had a problem with me personally, you come talk to me personally. Or if you want to match with me personally, I'll give you the match myself. Yeah. Or you want to bring weapons and do cans and bullshit like that, let me know because I can bring my own shit with me, and we can have it out. Mm -hmm. And so that was the last time I saw Bobo Bronson. He got his bag left, got mad, got got furious, pissed off. And I think he was pissed off at me because of the hyperextension needs because I think I set him out of the – I probably ruined his career after that, after that Mm -hmm. move that I gave him, that I gave him. And he never wrestled after that, never, never came back to the ring ever since after that time. Did anyone else get onto him about that? That, A lot of you. George got onto him. The guys, all the guys, a lot of the old timers got onto him for doing that. But he was just, he was somebody who was disgruntled. He was angry. He was mad because the wrestling business had moved on without him Uh, and he was not able to go because of his injury. Uh, but that wasn't my fault. He didn't call that. He didn't tell me he was going to do that because he told me he was doing that. I would not have put full pressure on my splash. I was going to splash him. Mm -hmm. And for him to put both his knees up, my whole body weight came Mm -hmm. on his knees and jammed both of his knees. Yeah, I feel like for something
2: like that, because that is a very serious thing to put your knees up when someone's splashing you, Mm -hmm. especially because, yeah, I feel like that's something you would want to discuss,
3: right? Well, no, because he didn't call. He didn't tell yeah, me he, he would call If it. he would have done that, I all landed feet first, done the impact correctly, yeah. and then followed and done the move. I know how to do that move, but he didn't call it. So I came down, he put his knees up, and I jammed both of his knees. So he was mad because his career was ended. It wasn't until probably 2008 mm-hmm. that I talked to him again, made peace with him, and then he passed away.
2: Oh, well. R.I.P. I'm happy you got that off your chest, though, with him. At least you guys hashed it out because that would be a very... I wasn't like, mad at the guy. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't angry
3: with him. I mean, yeah. he was mad probably at me for all those years because mm-hmm. I was the one that probably ruined his career. But it wasn't my fault, you know? And I, I, for what he did, the move that he did with the can in, in Rockdale that night was just unprofessional, and I think it was s*** <laughs> of him to do that because, you know, at that time in the wrestling business as you all know i tell you guys all there's tetanus there's there's staph infection there's a whole yeah. bunch of stuff and for you to get up a can of the trash can and just rip it open like your fingers grimy. and use it on people's foreheads that's that's pretty jesus lord have mercy on my soul
2: well that's a papa donna story if i've ever heard so one It was
1: the wild west back back then
2: <laughs> but yeah. um
3: yeah yeah okay so
2: we are starting to run out of time unfortunately we could do it. pops if you are willing to come go, on again.
3: Do you want to go longer? We can. You know, I mean, are
2: you sure we can? You
3: want to go longer? We got nothing going on. Are we're we we okay? out on practice, Mr. Director. Gonna, I mean, yeah, it's true. Building. It is.
2: It is your building in your school. <laughs> we
3: can go as long as you want. We, can, we go the full hour if you want. <gasps> oh snap! For real, go on. a Papa
2: Don special one hour. <laughs> a one hour special Papa Don. Limited time only. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a season finale, baby.
2: It feels like a season finale. This is big.
0: big. It's. It's been a long time, Pops. Are we it's like, like three episodes into this season?
1: I don't know what I don't know. I'm at Netflix, I don't keep track of this stuff.
3: I don't either. I just work here. Come on, Hulus.
2: Oh. <laughs> God. I can only imagine.
3: Uh can we get paid like Hulu? Wow. <laughs> it was worth the shot, yeah, I, boys. I, 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 I got your I got your pay. Ready? Yeah. Close your eyes. What do you see? <laughs> Uh, nothingness. There you go. Yep, there we go. But guys. I will tell you this. <laughs> it, it, your your paste ends with a zero. There
2: oh, dude. Yes. We're almost there, boys. We almost got it. Yeah, we got the bag. Up, the bag is there. on the way. Yeah, add some comments, baby. Um, All right. Okay, what you else you bring want it know? back. Bring it back. Uh, the evolution of AAPW. How has that been? Since you, whenever you trained with George, was
1: it AAPW no, or
2: was it was something not. entirely different? What was it back then? It
3: was United Superstars of Pro Wrestling. God, that is
2: USPW. Mm-hmm. USPW.
3: It went from USPW, it went to United Superstars of Power Wrestling, mm-hmm. to United Superstars of Pro Wrestling. When I came on with George, I trained from 95 and then in 2000. From 95 to 2000, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. I was traveling all over Texas and doing things at that time. Um, at um, Let me think here. I came on with George, and it became Capital of Texas Power Wrestling, CTPW. CPTW. CTPW. There's a lot of good acronyms going on there. Okay. Because mm-hmm. George always believed in four. Yeah? Four oh. letters. He said, it'd be different. Everyone's three. He wanted to be four. <laughs>
2: that's that's kind of true to this day, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <is>. That's why <laughs> I kept- We're
3: still four. We're still four, and I'm going to keep four. I like it four. that. And if I ever change something, I'd I, w- I would that. make it four. I'd always make it four.
2: I never noticed that.
3: So- uh, we went to that. We went to Central Texas Championship Wrestling. To After that, we went to QFC, which was people joked with us and said it was KFC. <laughs> okay. But it was Quest for Champions. Quest for Champions. That was three letters. Yeah. Which that didn't really go very long. And then from Quest Champions, we went to AAPW. Nice. And it's what been AAPW today. Always yes, today. sir. I want to say that was probably 2000 and... Damn. Eight, nine probably. Really?
2: hmm Okay.
3: But here's the thing, guys. You gotta understand George did not have social media. He didn't have that stuff back then. Yeah. So his 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 way of advertising was word of mouth.
2: Word of mouth? Mm-hmm. Did you try billboard billboards or anything? Mm-mm. No? Oh shoot. And we've had some pretty good names come out of the school too. So that's yep. pretty crazy that it got around like that. Yep. Were there uh, a lot of schools back then
3: in Austin, wrestling yep. schools? Well let me give you this you want a story? Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Back in 2000, there was a gentleman who was training with us. His name was Jail. Jail. And if Jail's out there to this day listening, oh, shout out to Jail. Okay. He knows who <laughs> He knows me, right? I know exactly. So, um, Jail couldn't cut it in our little givens ring. Mm-hmm. So he quit. So he went out and he hired, no, he went out. And he decided to open his own wrestling school and promotion. Okay. And he wanted all the guys to come with him. He had a meeting at his house, and he lived in a nice area Yeah, up in North Austin. And he wanted all of us to go together. This around, it's around the year 2000 when this happened. And he said, I wanna, we're going to start a wrestling show. We're going to do shows at the Palmer Event Center downtown Austin. And we're opening a school. the school's going to be over there off Palmer and Palmer and MoPAc. I know where that is. M-hmm, an old building to this day, where, where he had the school. And so he uh, opened the place, opened the building. Well, first, he asked all of us to go. okay. George did not accept the invitation.
2: Okay, It makes sense because he had his own school at the time.
3: Well, George was old school. yeah. Then he asked me. He goes, Pops, would you come to the meeting? And I declined the invitation. Mm. I saw how much money was being thrown in there. There's a lot of money thrown in We're talking a lot of money thrown in there. Yeah, We're talking this guy got a second mortgage on his house. Ooh. So he was coming in with 80, 80, grand. Yeah, we are talking this was back in 2000. Yeah, a lot of money back lot. then. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> a lot of money today. Yeah. And so he came in, and I did not go to the meeting. George called me. And says, Ray, let's start our own wrestling promotion. Let's go against him. Oh, snap. I said, George, we have no money. And George is the type of guy, or George was the type of guy, was, and he's always taught me this, and I've always learned from this because this is what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Experience always prevails.
2: Rings true. It is true. Makes sense. Very true. Mm -hmm.
3: And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Let's go for it. Let's build something new. Yeah, let's be a thorn in someone's side. I'm all down for that. That's yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. J.L. went and hired the services of Ivan Putsky, which is an old time <laughs> name. Yeah. Look, look yeah. up the name. I think i, I, I heard that. And again. his son. So, we ended up doing a shows. We did not do show. We opened a school off of Burnett, Burnett, and Rutland. There's a jack in box right back
1: there. Yeah, I know. I think I know. I think I know. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I know exactly There's some
3: warehouses about. in the front there. Mm-hmm. We were in that little warehouse. The place had a ring and a room. That's all we had. Sheesh. Okay. Compared to what we got now. Compared to yeah. what jail had opened up because he was in a warehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to what we got now. Yeah. So they started training guys. They had they got a bunch of group of guys. And they were training guys. We started meeting people at my apartment complex in the clubhouse because we're trying to get names of people to come sign up. Yeah. So we got the little pamphlets and we've been handing them out and people been calling and we're getting people just from all the work, footwork that George and I had done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that time, Jail was doing commercials, Jail was doing advertisements, Jail was doing radio spots. Yeah. We were not. So, like in theory, he should have been like smearing you guys. Pretty much. <laughs> So, uh, but we were quiet. Yeah. We were under the radar. We didn't. We didn't make a big shout out to nothing. So we do our. We're doing our. Our, um, our thing. And the first show, Joe has a show that night after the school's training. We're building up. <clears throat> Joe does a show, and guess who the main event is? Him. Oh no. <laughs> okay, and so. That first show he blows eighty thousand dollars.
0: Oh my god! On the first show, Mm
3: -hmm. with what? What did he? Guys, advertising is part of the budget of a show. Mm -hmm. God, but that's a lot of money. It is. We didn't do a show. We're still we still got guys. I got probably twenty guys at the at the Burnett Road location. Uh He's got his guys over there. What he's doing? So. He's doing his thing with Ivan Putsky. And that first show, I think they said he lost $80,000. Second show, he lost over $100,000. From that time that all this stuff is going on with with SWF, Southwest Wrestling Federation, Uh that's a competition we had. Yeah. George and I did our first show in Rockdale, Texas. Okay. Taylor, Texas. Giddings, Texas.
2: Okay. So I see where this is
3: going. Do you see what we're doing with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're in Brenham. We're in Giddings. We're in Rockdale. We're in Thorndale. We're in Taylor. We're in uh, Granger. We're all, we're up in that area up there because at the time, that's what we could afford. Yeah. And we're also getting more students at that time, being, mm-hmm. doing shows going, in those areas. Yeah. yeah. exactly. While he's doing his shows in the Palmer Auditorium, bringing all these people, he's only bringing in 400 to 500 people max per show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's charging 25 bucks a ticket, but he's bringing big names in. Mm-hmm. That's where his budget's okay, all going. Okay, I see
2: what he was, okay. Okay?
3: <clears throat> so while he's doing that, I'm thinking to myself, why are we doing, why are we doing this? And I'm thinking to myself, why, I mean, this doesn't make sense, but I said, I'm going to trust the old man. He, he told me, he said, Ray, just trust me. Experience always prevails. Mm-hmm. Okay, George, I'll listen to you. And, and so, um, the the show ha- our shows happen. Everything else after his shows belly up, mm-hmm. we come into Austin now, and we do our first show at the Austin Recreation Center right there on Lamar and. Thirty eighth Street or thirty eighth Street in Lamar, you know where the hill is on the the, the, the that rec center right there I where know, they, yeah, the yeah. football field is yeah. right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We had a show there. Ooh. That was our first show. Sheesh. And guess who the stars were? We were. Yeah. We brought no names. That's dope. Okay. We had a packed house. We made a little bit of money. Not much, but a little bit of money. Yeah. The feud kept going back and forth because he said, she said, crap was going back and forth, of course. And, of course, they called me and said, did you really say that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) So, um, and, of course, Jail hated my guts, and I couldn't stand his guts either. (laughs) So we went back and forth to the part where I even got into with the Putzkys, and they hated me And because uh, Fox 7 News did a story on their school. So I called Fox 7 News and said, hey, guys, next time you do a story on a wrestling school – do some research because we have a wrestling school here in Austin, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next time you're going to call someone the only wrestling school in Austin, do your homework. Oh, snap. That's kind of crappy on your yeah. part to do a job thinking that you're going to – well, no one told – well, you should – you're the sportscaster. You should f- do the job. Yeah. <laughs> do your homework. It's so how you – do the investigation. So then the Puskies get mad. The seven, Channel 7 gets mad. It, it, I caused a big old <laughs> uproar. <laughs> that's the story of my life.
2: <laughs> that sounds like Papa Don, okay. yeah. So
3: – everything said and done, years go by, everything, three years go by, Joe loses his house, loses his wife, loses his cars, the Puskies take off, and we're back in Burnett Road, and he, I'll never forget this, I'm sitting at George's desk, George's teaching class, I was doing something, or calling some people, and he walks in the front door and says, hey, can I talk to you? I say, hey, Jay, what's going on? Yeah, sure, have a seat. He goes, I quit, you win. Oh,
2: what an end of the war oh my god mm-hmm.
3: I said and I knew we would oh yeah. <laughs> no I told him I said your mistake was this your mistake was that you put that much money into this from the get-go mm-hmm. and while you were in here trying to show off in Austin what you had we were out building our product and getting it ready for us to come in to face you head-on because your students were not because you're busy teaching your guys from a video ca- videotape yeah mm-hmm. And we were teaching from George's knowledge and my knowledge. Yeah, like hands-on. Exactly. You
2: guys were doing the damn thing.
3: Compared to what he was teaching. Good And 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 those guys, Pusky, were always there getting their money, waiting for their paychecks, waiting for their money, and he had to pay them. So this is where that happened. So, yes, there was other schools at that time, and that was the last time Austin had two schools. Wow. That sounds like a movie. I mean, there's more to it it than that. I'm cutting it down to you, but... That was the main source of Southern Wrest, I mean Southwest Wrestling Federation, and against AAPW. and we won. And when he walked in, I mean, I wanted to laugh and cry and laugh and smile. That he, but I didn't, because I felt bad for the guy, because yeah. he lost everything. Lost a lot. Yeah, he lost everything, but. Bad business choices. Yeah. you guys, you, should you, guys have, cool you should have. Yeah, I've seen Jail. I, bu- I bumped into him a few times, like at Subway back in the day. I haven't talked to him in a while. I think I have him on, on Facebook to this day. And he's not doing anything with wrestling. He did come to a show. When I first bought APW. he did come to one of our shows. Okay. And he shook hands and he goes, hey, you let me know if you need nothing. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, that was the last time I've, I've seen him. But uh, that was the last time Austin had two schools. Dude
2: yeah the only other school that I can think that is close to here is the school in San Antonio right which is funny because you know and that's cool because uh, you actually were like polling us a few weeks ago about like how we found out about the school mm-hmm. and everyone finds it out on uh, Google it's like one of the first things you search when you that's because up a that's because
3: Austin. I've I've because of the search thing that we have I've I've cornered the market for Austin yeah. mm-hmm.
2: thank you for that because sure. the school is very good and helping me live out my dreams as yay you. yep <laughs> hey but um okay, we got how much time have we got left on the camera? Ten. Ten. Sheesh. Should we should we start taking it home now, That'll Mr. Production Man?
0: It seems. Uh, yeah.
2: Seems three count time. Three count time pops. Oh. <laughs> You're okay, pops. Okay. What do you want now? The three count. So basically, the three count. The original idea was we were supposed to ask you uh, our three questions and you were supposed to answer rapid fire. Okay. But uh, it quickly spiraled out of control. And now we just ask one question each, and uh, you can answer for as long as you want to, okay. or as short as you want to. We all don't right. care. We just work here. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fire away. All right. So my question, um, I usually, you know, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. Who has your favorite ring gear of all time? You can't say yourself, Fops.
3: or Daniel Ryan.
0: <laughs> Wasn't
3: going to. <laughs> A favorite ring gear of all time, it'd have to be the Lucha guys. Anytime I see some guys, the any, Lucha Lucha guy? Guy, any Lucha guy, yeah. anything with color, anything that it has that stands out, that's one of the main things I try to tell you guys that when you guys are coming to the ring is always have something that's going to stand out, Yeah, I'm have color, Something's grab yeah. the attention. Because I if you're always doing black, 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 you're, yeah. not, you're not getting no message across. You look the same as everybody else. So always put something. You can do black, but do black and yellow, black and pink, mm-hmm. black and red, black and, you know, always throw something that's going to be, a uh, uh, standard and make it bright, stand out. You want, you want the attention? I'll say Ryo and Insane
2: have taken you up on that because they're wearing yes, they a like every show. is Especially, like so uh, Insane's new gear that he was talking the, about the, the technical. Yeah, he <laughs> debuted, <it laughs> he debuted last it at show. the show with a little cat yes. tail in the end. I for it, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, that's my like little my little
3: question I ask everyone. And that's what they they've they've really caught on to what I'm telling them and said yeah, color more color you put on there. The more you're gonna remember, the more you can get recognized.
2: That people pop word all the time too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when they come back to the locker room, everyone's like, "Yo, yeah, yeah. they're good."
3: Sends out good on that. Next, next Felix master. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: where do you see AAPW in one year?
3: Corona threw a curve on us. You know yeah. that it mm-hmm. threw everything. My plans were all thrown out of whack and thrown to hell, and everything else. My ultimate goal, and I'm not going to give you a year. I'm going to give you years mm-hmm. down the line. I want to make AAPW a household name.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: When they think of professional wrestling in Austin, it's us. Mm-hmm. Not the other guys. Not the other competition out there. Because we have the school. They do not. Yeah. So that's my main goal. Is by That's why I've even cornered the wrestling mm-hmm. internet, the, the, the Google searches and stuff. Because when they think of pro wrestling, they're going to see AAPW. And that is my main. So hopefully by that time, maybe in a bigger location than we are now, um, bigger crowds, yeah. um, bigger TV production studio, bigger, uh, bigger all the way around for us to be able to afford to pay and buy, you know, all the stuff that we need, equipment we need to make us the household name that I want to be. Yeah.
2: I say with that Google search, we are on track. Mm -hmm. and I feel like the quality is getting better here. Especially, oh, yeah, production. We can give it up to production. I always try to do this when I can. Yep, all the time. You (laughs) guys have absolutely killed it. In the last, what, six? Well, I mean, I guess it's almost a year now. Almost a year. In, like, late June, it'll be a year from whenever I got on. Yeah, June, stark June
0: difference. 6th, I think, was our first show
3: And I think first. they're even happy because I think I could look at Keanu and tell you that since I've since my daughter's taken me off production, <laughs> I no longer run anything. They do it all without me. They're happy. They're happier so, now. That yeah, Keanu's lies
2: are lighting up. Yep.
3: See? It's <laughs> happy face. See? It's amazing. I said, only come tell me. If something goes <laughs> wrong, don't want to know about it. Just fix it. Yeah. Do it. And Michaela was like, Dad, we're not going to say nothing to you. You just, just, do, your thing. just do your thing. Let thing. me handle it, and we'll take care of it. That's it. Deal. Smooth
2: <laughs> sailing ever since. <laughs> Production's been killing it, man. Yeah, J. I, ooh. All right, Jay. I'm actually today. interested in your question this time. So it's actually With not the same question.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, you it. you mentioned uh, Gary Hart were, uh, was one of your, your biggest influences. Mm-hmm. Who are your, like, your top five that you would look back on as... Uh, Wrestlers? Yeah, as, as influence for the character that you built. Mm-hmm.
3: The wrestler that I built... As Papa Don. Um, wrestling skill wise, there was a lot of people that I watched that I that I that I had a lot of skill set that I liked a lot. Mm. One was a young Jake the Snake. Okay. Yeah. One was a young Teddy DiBiase. I
0: haven't seen a lot of his like super uh, early. Oh work.
3: I, I loved young Teddy Biase. Um I would even say and I'll even give you a name that I was honored to work for this man before he passed away was a young Jose Lothario who trained okay. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Even oh, got wow. To, I even got to wrestle, work for him on many occasions in San Antonio, Texas Arena, off of Commerce Street. Mm-hmm. Um, got to work for him. He was one of my idols. And then another guy that I also got to to work with before we passed was also, I did a feud with him for years or months at a time, was Chavo Guerrero Sr. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, yeah, okay. So even having the feud with the Guerreros and having to work with Lothario and having to just watch these other guys that I got and then got to work with Jake when he was here to visit and APW at the, we did a show at the uh, Travis County Expo Center and Jake was on the card uh, that night um, and just um, so I want to say about those times but in the younger version, we're talking 80s times, mm-hmm. 70s and of course, uh, even I can go back, even the mask guys watching Mil Mascaras mm-hmm. um, watching El Halcon, watching um, um uh, uh I even got to work with his son and did a sh- did a show with him several times in San Antonio and Houston. psychedelico Junior. Um, back in the day, um, just getting to get all those and then having to fulfill my dream. That fulfilled my dream because I got to meet those guys. Right. Yeah. And then having to work uh, also a young Skandar Akbar who also was a trainer here in Texas. Um, having to work, I got to work a show with him in Shreveport, Louisiana. And I remember he called me to back, sat, sat me down next to him, and said, "Hey kid, where you from?" Because he had, he didn't know who I was. Yeah. And I told him where I came from, and he goes, "I like the way you move. You're very methodical. You're very, go. You're very. You stalk your people how you do it in the ring." Mm-hmm. And he says, "That's we don't see that anymore. Yes, from my time." He goes, "Who taught you?" And I told him. He goes, "That figures. You were, That's you, were, dope. You, you, were you were taught that way." Mm-hmm. And um, so. Um, I would say those people with a little bit of everything because I, I took a piece off of everybody to create me. But character-wise, it was funny because Michaela's mother was the one that gave me the character. Okay. I didn't come up with Papa Don. She did. And Papa Don is actually the John Gotti, the head of the mafia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's called Papa Don within the mafia. The mafia doesn't call him. They call him Papa Don because he's the Don. And yeah. He's the father of the mob at the time. So when he was the, the leader of the mob, they called him Papa Don. Okay. So that's what the character came from. And I was a hitman because I would go out there and attack that's people. Dope. So that was my character was the hitman. Mm-hmm. And even when I got to work in Mexico, uh, I was still El Papadon
0: that's and dope. that was
3: my name, but I came out with my Italy flag because I was Italian. Okay. Even though I was right. You know, and I played that, that's the play, that character I played. So, uh, I still got the booze and everything else because I moved the Italy flag and I'm in Mexico. You know, they hated me for that too. So, just building the character up as years went by, and then the little one, I probably veered off into Papadon being more Latino mm. because I became part of the Latin Alliance, and I worked with those guys for years, and I was that group with uh, El Latino, Tommy Gunn, uh, Tito Sanchez, all these guys back in the day that we were all Latinos, and we worked together at shows, and we would do a feud, and it was just, but Papadon always evolved as a heel, and it wasn't until probably three years, four years out of my, before I, before I hung up the boots that. Fans cheered for me. Mm. Just fans started cheering for me. One day, I was like, mm. "Okay, so I guess i on my face now." Mm. <laughs> as much <laughs> as I want to be a heel, they were still yeah. they were still cheer for me. So that's where. That's I guess I answered your question. How Don came about, and that's where it came about. So that's that's how I got it. That's a dope name.
2: Yeah, that is a dope name, came and it, it's still it's still dope to this day. Being called Papadon, I bet. Mm.
3: So everyone calls me Pops for short. That's yeah, what pops. Me pops. That's where we get
2: Pops from. Yep. But, uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Felix, you want to give him the good old
0: sign-off? Uh,
1: the good old sign-off. Sign <clears throat> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, t- oh, yeah! I got to do is the camera. I always forget that we have the camera. I usually just look at you and It's, you. it's <laughs> new stuff, dude. <laughs> nice. Hello. Hi. Yeah, bring that yeah, right here. Um,
2: <laughs> Don't you whisper in my ear like that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, as always. Uh, wow, wow. I don't know if you know this, but AAPW stands for America's Academy of Pro Wrestling. I don't know if you've been listening you for the past or not. 50 minutes. Uh, we're school. Been talking. Uh, if you Google Austin Wrestling, we're the first thing that comes up, as we said in the podcast. So yeah, you know, visit our website, uh, check it out, see if you want to come down here, give it the old college try. We'd love to have you. Uh, we also do shows. Uh, as of recording this, I think our most recent shows are the Saturday, May 15th, and May the 29th. Uh, is our next one after that. So make sure you come down check us out we, we uh, unbiased we make very good wrestling we do so indeed come take a look come take a look come check it out you know it's super cheap it's ten dollars at ten dollars for adults five for kids super cheap. Uh, on social media, we're at official AAPW on Twitter and Instagram, America's Academy of Pro Wrestling on Facebook. And of course we have a store as well. Uh, you can hit us up on Teespring, uh, America's Academy of Pro Wrestling. Uh, I still don't know if that code Pop It for 15% off is still active or not. Is it still it is capital letters. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We got clarity. It's been right. week. we're so good. <laughs> we're so good. Our coupons don't even expire. So use Pop It On All Caps at checkout for fifteen percent off. And come to the shows and buy buy stuff there too. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all we got. You going get better right at it that's every good, single man. week. You're good, good. at that. We're How'd you like it. that, Pops? UI. <laughs> Here we go. That's, yep. That's, Papadon fashion. that's at least a four. He likes plug around. <laughs> <Rogers. laughs>
2: but all right, Pops, thank you. We're definitely going to get you on again in the uh, near future if you don't laugh at me every single time I tell you to come on. Well, don't um, make those
3: funny faces, and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my face. Okay.
2: That's his face. Jeez. What so a somber But But uh, yes, thank you, Pops. Thank, thank you. you. guys for having Yes, me. absolutely. Thank you, um, Yeah, we'll see you guys next time with the new guest. Peace.